Hello all, and welcome to The Next Generation, AF2 and a free podcast. My name is Ryan, and on this episode, we'll be the preview of the upcoming Formula 2 round at the Circuit de Monaco in Monte Carlo, Monaco. This will be the fifth round of the season in this year's FI Formula 2 Championship, where after this round, we'll be going to Spain for the sixth round of the season next week. To get a better understanding of Monaco for this upcoming weekend, here are some things to note about the country itself. Monaco, also known as the Principality of Monaco, is both a sovereign city-state and micro-state on the French Riviera. It is a few kilometres west of the Italian region of Liguria. It is bordered to the north, east and west by France. Monaco is widely considered by many to be one of the most expensive as well as wealthiest places in the world. It has a grand total of four traditional quarters from the west to the east, which are Fonteville, Monacoville, La Cordamina, and Monte Carlo. It is 15 kilometers or 9.30 miles from the border of Italy. The Principality of Monaco is governed under a former constitutional monarchy with Prince Albert II as the head of state, who himself exerts immense political power despite his constitutional status. It is considered to be a tax haven, as Monaco itself has no personal income tax, as well as low business taxes, with approximately 30% of the people that reside in the Principality are also millionaires. The total area of the Principality is 2.10 km squared, or 0.810 square miles, which makes Monaco the second smallest sovereign state in the world, only behind that of Vatican City. As of 2023, the population of Monaco is approximately 40,058. Now, on to the Circuit de Monaco. The circuit was opened on the 14th of April, 1929. The distance of the circuit over one lap is 3.337 kilometers or 2.074 miles, with a grand total of 19 corners that make up the entire track. The lap record around the circuit GP2 was set by Nobuharu Masashita during the sprint race in 2016 with a 121.554 on the 28th lap of the race. The lap record around the circuit in F2 was set by Oliver Rowland, during the feature race in 2017 for 122.562 on the 27th lap of the race. Certain characteristics of the circuit include Sandovot, also known as Turn 1, which can be extremely satisfying for a driver if they can get it right, but the slightest error onto the approach to the corner can prove to be quite costly in that a driver either goes down the escape road, which is the best case scenario, but more times than not, an accident will be caused as a consequence for going slightly too deep at Turn 1. It is best to not try any heroics to send a vote in that regard. Mirabeau Hort, also known as Turn 5, is at the very end of the first sector, in the lap, where it is quite common to lock up in that section, where just like with Turn 1, a driver, if they have made an error onto the approach towards the corner, then there is an escape road, but unlike with Sandovot, it is a lot more tighter where a driver will usually reverse out of the escape road instead of flick spinning the car around. While not as common for an incident to occur at turn 5 in comparison to turn 1, 
it is still very possible for an accident to happen which potentially could block the track. The tunnel, also known as Turn 9, is a long sweeping corner that a driver will take at full throttle. It is also a major section of the track that can really be rewarding if it is subsequently hooked up right and additionally doing just that can then set a driver up well for the rest of the lap as a result. However, in saying that, the slightest misjudgment whilst in the tunnel either via substantial contact with the wall and or venturing on the dirty line coming out of the corner itself could very much result in a massive accident being the end result. The Nouvelle Chicane, also known as Turn 10 and Turn 11, is arguably the best place for making an overtake at, the, at a circuit that is famous for its limited overtaking opportunities. A great run from the tunnel can then set up a driver to make an overtake down the inside of the chicane, which if timed just right, can put them at an advantage coming out of the corner. It is a corner that the last of the late breakers theory can be put to the test, but if they are attempting to move in that manner, and as for, and any, as for that manner, any overtaking attempt at the Nouvelle Chicane is quite essential to know that the gap that may exist at the beginning of the move may dramatically be shut on them within a split second from the driver on the outside, so the timing of the move is incredibly important to avoid an accident then being made. To back, also known as turn 12, is a fast left bend corner that will then take them to turn 13 and turn 14, which with enough momentum, as they have both gone into the corner and subsequently have come out of the corner, can be crucial for not only the remainder of the lap itself, but altogether a good lap outright. Louis Chiron, also known as turn 13 and turn 14, is a very rapid and fast left-right complex that the risk versus reward is insanely high, as just like with the tunnel, the slightest misjudgment made can seriously result in a massive accident with substantial contact with the barrier either by running too wide, approaching the corner, or going directly on the curb, which potentially can launch the car directly into the wall. However, if everything is hooked up well through the two corners, then it will set the driver up for turn 15 and turn 16. The swimming pool section, also known as turn 15 and turn 16, is a right-left chicane that if it is taken well, will massively be to the benefit of the driver itself. However, while utilizing every last bit of the track that a driver possibly can, it is also especially crucial to judge the chicane just right, because if not, then they, they will more than likely go directly into the barrier with significant damage typically with the front right suspension being the most damage from the contact made. La Rascasse, also known as Turn 17, is a tight and slow right chicane that both a good entry and subsequent exit from the corner will then set the driver up for the final two corners of the lap. Due to its tight proximity of the corner, there isn't a lot of room to get away with a mistake as the barrier will most likely be where they end up if a mistake is made. Ironically enough, despite it on the surface being one of the least likely places on the track to make an overtake at, it has been achieved more times than you may think. 
but as well, to get a move there done, you need to be aggressive and hope that the driver on the outside leaves enough room to complete the overtake because contact with the inside barrier will potentially occur if the gap is suddenly closed without enough time to react. Anthony Nogues, also known as Turn 18 and Turn 19, is the final two corners of the lap around Monaco, which will lead the driver onto the main straight and complete the lap itself. An overtake is possible if the driver behind has activated DRS and is very close to the car ahead, where a battle to the line has occurred in the past, especially in Formula 2, with the late Antoine Hubert and Louis Delatraz during the sprint race in 2019, where the final gap between the two drivers across the line was 0.056 seconds, which Hubert on that day prevailed for what was his maiden victory in FI Formula 2. To end off this section about the circuit in regards to his one there, there has been a grand total of 29 different race winners, with only 3 repeat winners since 2005. As of this recording, both iterations of GP2 and Formula 2 have had a round at the Circuit de Monaco a total of 17 times, referring to races being contested as of 2022. As of the last time that they raced there, it was Felipe Drogovic on pole position for MP Motorsport with a 121.348. In the first race of the weekend, the podium was Dennis Hauger in first for Prema, Jahan Drivela in second for Prema, and Marcus Armstrong in third for High Tech. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Jack Doohan with a 122.125 on the 30th lap of the race. In the second race of the weekend, the podium was Felipe Drogovic in first for MP Motorsport, Teo Chan second for ART, and Yuri Vips in third for High Tech. The fast lap of that race was achieved by Richard Vashaw for 122.862 on the 32nd lap of the race. Other winners at the Circuit de Monaco in both GP2 and F2 are as follows. In 2005, it was Adam Carroll for Supernova International in the feature race. In 2006, it was Lewis Hamilton for ART in the feature race. In 2007, it was Pastor Maldonado for Trident in the feature race. In 2008, it was Bruno Senna for iSport International in the feature race and Mike Conway for Trident in the sprint race. In 2009, it was Roman Grosjean for ADAX in the feature race and Pastor Maldonado for ART in the sprint race. In 2010, it was Sergio Perez for ADAX in the feature race and Jerome D'Ambrosio for Dams in the sprint race. In 2011, it was Davide Valsecchi for Team Air Asia in the feature race and Charles Peake for ADAX in the sprint race. In 2012, it was Johnny Chicotto for ADAX in the feature race and Jolien Palmer for iSport International in the sprint race. In 2013, it was Sam Bird for Russian Time in the feature race and Stefano Coletti for Ray Pax in the sprint race. In 2014, it was Jolien Palmer for Dams in the feature race and Stefan Rishulemi for Dams in the sprint race. In 2015, it was Stoffel Van Dorn for ART in the feature race and Richie Stanaway for Status Grand Prix in the sprint race. In 2016, it was Artem Markolov for Russian Time in the feature race and Nobuharu Mashida for ART in the sprint race. In 2017, it was Oliver Rowland for Dams in the feature race and Nick DeFries for Ray Pax in the sprint race. In 2018, it was Artem Markolov for Russian Time in the feature race and Antonio Fulco for Premier in the sprint race. In 2019, 
It was Nick DeFries for ART in the feature race and Antoine Hubert for Arden in the sprint race. In 2021, it was Guan Yu Zhou for UNO Virtuosi in Sprint Race 1, Dan Tickton for Carlin in Sprint Race 2, and Table Chef ART in the feature race. In between the break after the fourth round of the season in Baku and the upcoming round in Monaco, FI Formula 2 had an in-season test in Barcelona in which Jack Doohan topped the times on Day 1 and Day 2, and Table Chef topped the times on Day 3. In more detail, about the in-season FI Formula 2 test, here are the top 10 in the final classifications for each day at that test. For day 1 at the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, it was Jack Doohan in first with a 124.177. Second was Oliver Behrman. Third, Frederick Vesti. Fourth, Enzo Fittipaldi. Fifth, Amory Cordiel. Sixth, Kushmani. Seventh, Jahan Drivola. Eighth, Ralph Boschong. 9th, Richard Vashaw, and 10th, Zay Maloney. For day 2 at the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, it was Jack Doohan in 1st with 124.318, 2nd, Frederick Vesti, 3rd, Tay Porcher, 4th, Jahan Drivela, 5th, Victor Martens, 6th, Enzo Fittipaldi, 7th, Dennis Hauger, 8th, Zay Maloney, 9th, Isaac Hadjar, and 10th, Clement Novelac. For day 3, at the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, it was Table Chair in 1st, for 123.943. 2nd, Victor Martens. 3rd, Yumuwasa. 4th, Arthur Leclerc. 5th, Kushmani. 6th, Ralph Boschung. 7th, Richard Vashaw. 8th, Roman Stanek. 9th, Juan Manuel Correa and 10th, Dennis Hauger. Given you the overall rundown on how the race weekend, based on the track time in Monaco, will be set out is that Thursday we'll have the free practice session at 3pm. Friday we'll have qualifying with qualifying Group A at 3.10pm and qualifying Group B at 3.34pm. Saturday, we'll have the sprint race at 2.15pm, where the grid will be set from reversing the top 10 in qualifying. Sunday, we'll have the feature race at 9.40am, where the grid will be set by the results from qualifying. Qualifying for Formula 2 in Monaco is different to any other qualifying session that is contested in Formula 2. In how congested it would get with everyone on the track in Monaco, instead of having all 22 out on the circuit at the same time, they are put into two qualifying groups of 11, which are qualifying group A and qualifying group B. With the duration of the two races that will be contested, the sprint race will be 30 laps and 110.110 kilometers in length. The feature race will be 42 laps and 140.154 kilometers in length. As of this recording, the weather forecast for the Formula 2 round in Monaco is that Thursday we'll have rain showers with a highest temperature of 21 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 16 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 79%, a wind speed of 13 km an hour, and an 80% chance of precipitation. Friday we'll have scattered showers, with a highest temperature of 23 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 17 degrees Celsius, with a humidity of 55%, and a wind speed of 11 km an hour, with a 70% chance of precipitation. 
Saturday, we'll have rain showers with a highest temperature of 23 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 18 degrees Celsius. With a humidity of 64%, a wind speed of 13 kilometers an hour, and a 70% chance of precipitation. Sunday will be rain showers with a highest temperature of 23 degrees Celsius and a lowest temperature of 17 degrees Celsius. With a humidity of 64% and a wind speed of 14 kilometers an hour and a 60% chance of precipitation. The driver and team lineups for the fifth round of the 2023 FI Formula 2 Championship are as follows. For MP Motorsport, it is Dennis Hauger of Norway and Jahan Drivel of India. For Carlin, it is Zane Maloney of Barbados and Enzo Fittipaldi of Brazil. For ART, it is Table Chair of France and Victor Marathans of France. For Prema, it is Fred Regresti of Denmark and Oliver Behrman of England. For Hightech, it is Jack Crawford of the United States of America and Isaac Hadra of France. For Dams, it is Yuma Wasa of Japan and Arthur Leclerc of Monaco. For Virtuosi, it is Jack Dewan of Australia and Amory Cordier of Belgium. For PHM Racing, it is Roy Nassani of Israel and Brad Benavides of the United States of America. For Trident, it is Roman Stanek of the Czech Republic and Clement Overlack of France. For VAR, it is Richard Vashaw of the Netherlands and Wama Mokrea of the United States of America. For Campos, it is Ralph Boschung of Switzerland and Kushmani of India. Next up are the top 10 drivers and top 5 teams in the respective championship standings going into Monaco are as follows. In first is Teo Chair with 65 points. In second is Frederick Vesti with 62 points. In third is Ayumu Wasa with 58 points. In fourth is Oliver Behrman with 41 points. In fifth is Kushmani with 41 points. In sixth is Dennis Hauger with 38 points. In 7th is Arthur Leclerc with 34 points. In 8th is Ralph Boschung with 33 points. In 9th is Jahan Drivler with 32 points. And in 10th is Enzo Fittipaldi with 31 points. And the top 5 teams currently in the FI Formula 2 Teams Championship going to Monaco are as follows. In 1st is Prema with 103 points. In 2nd is Dams with 92 points. In third is ART with 82 points. In fourth is Campos with 74 points. And in fifth is MP Motorsport with 70 points. Before the episode comes to an end, a new addition to the podcast going forward will be profiling a driver in either the FI Formula 2 Championship or the FI Formula 3 Championship for potentially each round preview. The main objective of doing this is to give you, the listener, more of an idea about a specific driver in either championship, whilst for the most part, but won't be always running with a particular theme or relation to the upcoming round of the championship. Considering that we are in Monaco for this round, it only makes sense for the inaugural driver profile to be none other than Monegasque Formula 2 driver for Dams and Formula 3 alumni, Arthur Leclerc. As and the driver profile goes as follows. Name, Arthur Leclerc. Date of birth, 14th of October 2000. Place of birth, Monte Carlo, Monaco. Team, Dams. Race number, 12. Previous teams race for in either Formula 2 or Formula 3, Prema. His record in FI Formula 3. 38 races, 3 wins, 
five podiums, one pole position, and three fast slaps. In 2021, he finished 10th in the FI Formula 3 Championship. In 2022, he finished 6th in the FI Formula 3 Championship. An overview of his time in FI Formula 2 and FI Formula 3. In 2021, he came into his debut season Formula 3 with Prema from the Formula Regional European Championship, where he was the vice champion in 2020. In that particular championship season, it included such drivers as Yuri Vips, Pierre-Louis Chauvet, Oliver Rasmussen, Gianluca Petikov, Jamie Chadwick, and Dennis Hauger. During his first season with Prema, his fellow teammates were Oli Caldwell and the aforementioned Dennis Hauger. While it took Leclerc until his fifth race in F3 to score his first points after a difficult and pointless weekend in Spain, which included an unfortunate qualifying, and initially in France was up against it at Le Castellet, due to suspension failure early on in qualifying, where he started the first and third race of the weekend in 30th and last. His performance in the first sprint race, where he went on a charge all the way up to 12, which as a result put him on reverse grid pole for the second sprint race, he then went on to achieve his maiden race victory in Formula 3, before he nearly replicated his charge up the field during the first sprint race in the feature race, where he charged up to 13th in the final classification for that race. It can be said that this was his breakthrough weekend in F3, even though results-wise it may not seem like it was, but in my opinion, to have performed the way he did and the overtakes that he made throughout that race weekend from as far back as he was, not only was really impressive by him, but justifies just how good he was that weekend. At the next round in Austria, after retiring from the first race of that weekend, he had a similar charge through the field just like in Le Castellet in the second race of the Austrian weekend, where with great overtakes during the race, moved up from 27th on the grid to 6th in the final classification for sprint race 2. In the fourth round of the season at the Hungaroring, he achieved his first pole position in Formula 3, where at the same weekend he also achieved his second podium of that season during the feature race behind Hauger, of which Leclerc led the first la- nine laps of that race. At the penultimate round of the season in Zandvoort, he achieved his second win in Formula 3 during the first sprint race, where at the start he went from third on the grid to first at the start of the race, of which, with his battle with Logan Sargent throughout the race itself, Leclerc defended well when needed and amounted to his eventual victory. Come the end of his debut season, he finished in the top 10 in the championship where he was closely behind Colwell who finished 8th and Hauger who was, when it was all said and done, the 2021 FI Formula 3 champion. In 2022, Leclerc remained with Prema in Formula 3, this time with two new teammates alongside him, which were Oliver Bantman and Jack Crawford. At the opening round of the season in Bahrain, despite what could be deemed disappointing qualifying where he qualified 14th, he very much bounced back with two great performances of 5th in the sprint race and 2nd in the feature race. At the second round in Imola, despite another qualifying that didn't necessarily go the way that he had hoped, and subsequently a difficult sprint race, he bounced back with a fourth place finish in the feature race. In Spain, he had a great qualifying where he qualified fifth and finished fourth in the sprint race, 
But unfortunately, his feature race wasn't like that, where a collision with David Vidalez and subsequent erratic driving with Juan Manuel Correa. Leclerc finished the race in 16th after having received two five-second time penalties. In Silverstone, he had an amazing qualifying where he qualified second and in the early stages of the feature race, where he overtook Zach O'Sullivan who was on pole position for the race, Leclerc achieved what was his first and only win of the season. In both Austria and Hungary, he had two great qualifying sessions, where he qualified in fourth in both rounds, in which with the former, he scored points in both races of eighth in the sprint race and fourth in the feature race. As for the latter, he came close to another top five finish in the sprint race, but on the final lap of the race was bound for fourth with Crawford, he made contact with him on the final lap of the race, which due to the incident, lost valuable points and positions to fellow championship rivals at that particular time of the season. In Belgium, despite a disappointing qualifying where he qualified 20th, he went on a charge up the order during the sprint race, where he moved up to 15 positions to 5th across the line. In Zandvoort, on the other hand, it really impacted his F3 championship campaign with a pointless weekend. At the final round of the season in Italy, where he went into it as an outside championship contender, he qualified fifth, and while he didn't win the championship, he ended the season with two points finishes of eighth in the sprint race and fifth in the feature race. Come the end of his second season in the championship, he finished in the top six, where he finished ahead of Crawford who was seventh, and behind Bamman who was third in the final championship standings. In what was a better and improved season from 2021, where if his fortunes went a little more in his favour at certain rounds, he easily could have been the 2022 FI Formula 3 champion. In 2023, he progressed up to the FI Formula 2 championship, where he moved to Dams, and is alongside Ayumu Awasa. In the opening round of the season in Bahrain, he qualified 8th on his F2 debut, where in the feature race through strategy and being the first to make his mandatory pit stop, which amounted to him eventually finishing 6th in the final classification for the race. In Jeddah, he qualified in 13th, and through using the alternate strategy in the feature race, he once again finished in the top 10 and in the points with a finish of 8th. In Australia, he easily had his best weekend so far in Formula 2, where he qualified 7th, as and he finished just off the podium in the sprint race just behind Cushman in 4th, before achieving his first podium in the championship with a finish of 3rd in the feature race. In Baku, despite it not necessarily being the best weekend in comparison to Australia, he still threw Martens, being disqualified in the feature race, finished in the last points paying position at 10th. After the first 4 rounds of the season, he is currently 7th in the championship with a grand total of 34 points so far in his maiden Formula 2 campaign. Leclerc is someone that through fortunes and consistency being on his side is very much capable of big things in Formula 2, and is with a team that as Iwasa has shown last season and currently this season, a race winning team that can score podiums and consistent points finishes throughout the season. To end off the driver profile of Leclerc, on a personal note, I met Arthur Leclerc at this year's Australian Grand Prix, where I was lucky enough to get a photo with him and his autograph as well. Overall, was a very nice person to meet from personal experience. 
I really do wish him well and all the absolute very best for the remainder of the season in Formula 2. As always for me, thank you so very much for listening to the Next Generation AF2 and F3 podcast. And until the next episode, which will be the preview of the Monaco round for the 2023 FI Formula 3 Championship, I wish you guys the absolute very best and see you all next time.